Hello, world. Welcome to this week's episode of Golf Subpar. Colt Nose, Drew Stoltz, coming off the 2020 Masters in November. And the number one player in the world got the job done. Dustin Johnson is your champ. Uh, as it should be, uh, after watching that performance last week, we, we had our little uh, gambling episode this past week where we're going through all our picks, my picks, your picks, so the pros, everybody. And I feel like pretty much we picked a lot of the same guys, but everyone up there but DJ, I feel like, was picked. You, you love JT no a lot. You, yeah, exactly. In hindsight, it's like, was this, he was just hiding in plain sight. It's like, here's the world number one. He hasn't played bad in a long, long time. FedEx Cup champion, uh, had a couple weeks off for Corona, but bounced back pretty quick. It's like, why were we not heavier on DJ? I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but, I mean, damn. Yeah, you're, you're, looking like at an guy, idiot. yeah you're looking at a guy in his last seven starts. He's got three wins, three seconds, and a sixth at the U.S. Open. Um, you know, finished second at the Masters last year. I have no idea what I was thinking. I'm going to apologize. Yeah. Um, finished second in Houston in his first week back after coronavirus, but he put on a driving display and just absolutely dominated the field. I mean, it really it got close for a second on Sunday after the fifth hole, but other than that, I mean, it was just an absolute runaway performance. After the fifth, you're, you're exactly right. I got a little tight. I was like, oh, we might have a ball game. Sung Jay sneaking up. Maybe Cam Smith does too. And then the shot he hit on six, the par three, the back right pin, which is so hard to get to. As soon as he hit that close and made it, it was just night-night yeah. from there. It never even got close after that part. Yeah, really. listen, I'm very happy we had a Masters this year. It would have been weird if we didn't. Um, and they and they did the best they could. The golf course wasn't quite in the condition I think they wanted it. They couldn't just they just never could get it as firm as they wanted to. Like that shot he ended the six, hit behind the hole and stopped, which a lot of times in the past we see it bounce over and leads to a lot of stress. But you know what? You got to take your hat off to Augusta National. They got the job done. Um, and a lot of people are going to complain that he broke the scoring record. But listen, you can't control Mother Nature. You know they had a lot of warm a lot of warm mornings, which kept them from drying the greens out. But at the end of the day, the best player in the world won. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to ask you this because so much – there were a lot of questions going into this Masters, I felt like. Namely, what's Bryson going to mm-hmm. do? We just saw him last time. He came out of the U.S. Open, obliterated everyone. What's he going to do? We heard about his practice rounds and where he was hitting it and the clubs he was hitting in. What's Tiger going to look like? So many questions going into this thing. And then at the end of the day, we got Dustin Johnson, number one player in the world, who absolutely just ran away with this thing, right? Set the all-time scoring record, put on a driving display. It was perfect. And the golf world, I feel like right now, myself included, is like, that's perfect. That's the guy that should have won. He's the best player in the world. Well-deserved. Hats off to him. I want to ask you a hypothetical here. Let's just flip the name Dustin Johnson and Bryson DeChambeau in and out for one another. If Bryson had gone out, shot 20 under, set the scoring record, done exactly what Dustin did in the same fashion, do you think? what do you think the conversation is around that win versus the way it is with DJ right now? It'd I be outrage, wouldn't I it? I think all hell, ro- hell breaks loose, yeah. honestly. I mean, if you win the U.S. Open by six and the Masters by five and you break the scoring record – they're going to be like, okay, what he's doing is not right. we got to change everything. But with it being Dustin Johnson, and, I mean, first off, Dustin Johnson is at nine miles as exactly. well. Exactly. That's what I'm – he's hitting it not far off from yeah. where Bryson's in it, but everyone, when he gets done, it's like, oh, great job, kudos. There's no – how do we change Augusta National? Do they add treat? What do we do to the golf ball? Let's roll it back. It's like he ain't hitting it too far off of where Bryson's hitting no, it, but nobody seems to care. Everything's so documented with Bryson. You know, they show him working out. They show his videos of him getting off the plane and into his Bentley. And they show all his um, this ball speed, how high it's going. And here's Dustin. He's just like, I'm not posting any of this stuff. He told us the other day at Grove 23, he's like, I got to my highest ever, 193 ball speed, which <laughs> it's pretty damn like fast. It's done. I mean, it's not 215, but it's 193. It's pretty damn fast. And um, the way he drove, I mean, he drove it so straight. He didn't miss a fairway on Saturday. Yeah, he, he drove it. For, that, for the distance he's hitting it, I don't care how big the fairways are and how soft. I mean, to shoot seven under, hit 14 to 14 fairways is unbelievable. He drives it like that, and he, and he's won by wide margins in the past, too. But when he gets in the in kind of the, the groove he did with the driver this week, dude, good luck. I mean, yeah. I don't care. Go give Bryson his best. Go give Bryson, you know, hitting it the way he did at the U.S. Open or something like I'd take my chances with DJ all cylinders firing versus just about anybody out there right now. I mean, I think he proved that when he's on his A game, he can't be beaten. I mean, if you look back, 
I mean, I think he's um, of his 24 wins, he's won 54 percent of them by three or more shots. So just think about that. I mean, no one runs away from fields the way Dustin Johnson does. A lot of people say Roy McIlroy, but what have you done for me lately? He hadn't done it in a while. Yeah. He used to be the guy that was like, hey, when everything's when all cylinders are clicking, he might be the guy. We saw what he did at Congressional, Kiowa, things like that. Like he could run away, yeah. but we haven't seen it in so long. What do you think about what we got from him though? I think he finished. Snuck in a little sneaky top five. It wasn't, you know, he was never really in the hunt or anything like that. But here's Rory again, not giving his, quite his best stuff, but yet still finishing the top five. Yeah, I think it's a place he's going to win at eventually. But um, he struggled there. He gets off to that slow start, opened with 75. I mean, you can't spot 10 shots to Dustin Johnson. You're just not Problems. after one round. You're not going to you're not going to catch him. Um, but yeah, it's just, he's hasn't figured out how to get off to that start he needs at Augusta national, but listen, this is all about Dustin Johnson. In my opinion, I loved what I saw when he sat down with Amanda Balionis afterwards, cool, man. you know, he, he couldn't talk. He was, um, you know, caught up with all the emotions and me being as close to him as I, I was so happy. I was tearing up crying when he was, when he was crying. Um, but it was so cool to see that's, that's the Dustin Johnson people don't see. And I was so glad that he, uh, he let the world see that. I think that's what made that so cool. I, I said right after, uh, to the people I was sitting with, I was like, I think that's the best postmasters interview I've ever said. And by the way, he didn't even say anything, but here's a guy that like, he's as even killed on the golf course as, as anybody out there. There's no ups, there's no downs. You barely get a fist pump from him when he wins a golf tournament. And yet here he was in Butler's cabin. And then afterwards with, with, uh, Amanda, and couldn't put a sentence together. And you just see how much it means to him. Because a lot of people, I feel like, look at Dustin Johnson and be like, oh, dude, he's just talent. He's just that talented. Like, he doesn't have to work hard. He's just, you know, blessed, like, physically. But you saw, you know, he talked a little bit about how hard he works and, and what he goes through and things like that. But then to get him out there and to actually see the guy behind the curtain a little bit, take a peek at that, was pretty cool. Because that's a DJ that none of us have really yep. ever seen before. Yep. Well, hats off to Dustin Johnson. He's your 2020 Masters champ, and he'll be defending in about six months. Yeah. Five good, months. Good news and, for uh, him. Yeah. Bad news for the rest of the field, though, because he's going to be the favorite going in, and I can't wait to see what he does around there in April. But right now, Sleaze, we got a very, very special guest, Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney, who is just about to – he's releasing a new book today, Fly Into the Wind. This guy, I've known him for a long time. He started the Folds of Honor Foundation, one of the greatest dudes on the planet. This is a guy that, like, I feel like – the word hero gets thrown around a lot, right? That guy's a hero. That guy's this or that. Like, it gets thrown around too much in my mind. This guy right here, it's hard to come away from that and not be like, he is a hero. He's an inspiration. He served our country. And once he's gotten done doing that, he's he's continuing to put all his time and effort into, like, helping other people. This guy's story and, and everything he gets done, like, you and I have talked about, like, after we speak with him, I never feel like I've, I do less in my life yep. than after I get done talking with him. He does so much. He is. He's a guy, whenever I get a text from Dan Rooney and it's asking me to help out with something, I mean, there's... No, never crosses my mind. I mean, this guy, he sacrificed so much, like you said, and you do anything to help this guy out. I mean, like I said, he started the Folds of Honor Foundation. He's a PGA professional. He's made three trips to Iraq. I mean, he's done it all. And I can't wait for y'all to hear this interview with him. Before we get to Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney, here's a word from our official sponsor, Bushnell. Yes, absolutely. And this is the special Patriot Pack right here. So being that we interviewed Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney today and his involvement with the Folds of Honor, this is a special deal right here. Not only will you be receiving a discount on your Bushnell Rangefinder, which is the best in the business, a portion of the proceeds from these sales goes to Honor, uh, excuse me, goes to Folds of Honor, where they give uh, scholarships to families with um, disabled and fallen veterans out there. There's literally not a better cause in the, in the world than this Folds of Honor. Yep, Bushnell and Folds of Honor have had a relationship since 2010. Bushnell has donated over $2 million to the Folds of Honor Foundation to help their scholarship opportunities. Just an incredible organization and an incredible product. Yeah. Please, I use this one myself. It's got the magnet on the side, so you can stick it to the cart. You don't have to worry about it fumbling around in the cart or anything like that. And it's also got the slope 
slope distance so you know exactly how far uphill, downhill, whatever you want to know. No more guessing. We're precise players, Colt. We can't have this guessing game going on out there. If it's 137.5 uphill to 140, I need to know that because that's how precise I am. Also, 99% of tour pros use Bushnell. So that's it. Just if 99. You, if you like to, you know, want to be like the guys you watch on TV, maybe scoop yourself a little Bushnell up and also help Folds of Honor at the same time. What could be better? First off, 99% of pros use it. What in the hell are the other 1% using it? That's exactly right. They walk no it off like idiots. All right. Well, you can save $25 when you spend $100 at bushnellgolf.com by using coupon code SUBPAR25 during checkout. Here he is, Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney. We are honored to be joined by our next guest. He is former F-16 fighter pilot with three combat tours in Iraq. He's also the founder of Folds of Honor, also a PGA professional and the author of a new book entitled Fly Into the Wind, Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney. It is a pleasure to have you on Subpar. Man, blessed to uh, blessed to be with you guys. And just for the record, not that I really care, but I'm still flying fighters. So I'm not a former. Oh, uh, current. But I'll be flying fighters at a England Air Force Base uh, this week down in Florida. So all good. That good. is incredible. Well, first off, congratulations. He mentioned the book that's coming out today, correct? November seventeenth. Uh, no, November seventeenth. You got it. Yep. So. You want to get get into the book a little bit, or do you want to go back to your beginning? What yeah, you let's go so? back a little bit yeah. for people that are listening that might not be as familiar with your story as we are. Give us a little background on kind of how you decided to be a fighter pilot and then also getting so involved in the game of golf. Okay, so it's pretty cool because it, it does, it all ties into the book, right? Because the book is um, my life and uh, and the things I've learned along this, you know, crazy 47 years. But so to go all the way back, um, public math 35 years ago fighter pilots worst nightmare public math but uh, so i'm 12 years old and i'm playing golf with my dad um who is just an amazing guy and has taught me so many lessons in life and but i have this epiphany the day before um this round i played golf with the first fighter pilot i'd ever met steve courtright reno and this dude looks like he walked out of top gun he's probably 40 years old and my first man crush and so the next day i'm on the course with my dad i'm like dad hey you know, my dream has always been to be a PGA professional, um, but I have a new dream and I want to do both things. I want to be a club pro and a fighter pilot. And his response to me was very interesting. I'll never forget it. And he looked at me and he said, son, can you tell me which way an airplane takes off? I'm like, well, is it into the wind? He said, that's exactly right. And so he's preparing this 12 year old kid with these very unlikely dreams um, for the inevitable headwinds that would stand between me and uh, and recognizing what I thought was the ultimate job description. Obviously, God's had a you know bigger plan for me as well, but um, but I had no idea right how God would again put these things together to you know send me on this journey and put me on subpar with uh, you two fine Americans um, today to talk about a new book, which is a miracle in itself that I could actually write a book. That is, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I've known you for quite a while. When I met you, you were major Dan Rooney. So congratulations on becoming Lieutenant Colonel. But I got to ask you, what's harder, flying a fighter pilot or fighter plane or playing golf? You know, so here's the thing. So the commonalities are it's both about tar right? hitting targets, mm-hmm. about being able to be incredibly nervous and under pressure and still execute. Um, I think the reason I'm addicted to both is because I'm, I'm a single seat fighter pilot and golf, there's, there's no referee, right? There's nobody to pass the ball to. Uh, at the end of the day, it is you against you know yourself. And when that works out, I've very few things as rewarding in my life have I ever experienced um, 
on the on the flip side of that, I would say that golf makes me hate myself worse than <laughs> anything I've ever done is as well. And we understand that as as golfers, but um, at the end of the day, it's probably flying fighter jets, Colt. I mean, there are very few people in the world that, that get to do that. And I would just say the consequences of a shot out of bounds in that world versus, you know, flaring one in the ditch at the Patriot, um, uh, the stakes are a lot higher. So I'd lean toward the fighter pilot world, but uh, both things are uh, are difficult and rewarding in their own ways. Yeah, yeah there's a good point. <laughs> there's a pretty big gap between yeah, playing golf and flying a fighter jet. Are you the only, those are pretty two extremes there. Are you the only guy in the world that carries both of those titles? I am. Yeah, I'm the only wow. guy in the history of the world to be a PGA club pro and a fighter pilot. Wow. A rare bird doesn't do much for my bank account, but uh, it's a, it's an interesting tour stat. You are so much cooler than me and Drew. <laughs> yeah, you are one of one. Yeah, after I was, I dug into everything last night and I told Colt this morning, I was like, I don't think I've ever felt less accomplished in my life than I did after reading everything there is to know about Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney. I was like, we are doing nothing right now. It's true. <laughs> we are, we, we just entertain. That's all. Yeah, that's uh, slightly different. Yeah. But Lieutenant Colonel, let's talk really a little bit about it, though. We, we, we appreciate try. you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Folds of Honor. Fear. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. But you started Folds of Honor. Is it 13 years ago yep. now? 13 years ago, so thir 13 years ago. And, um, you know, above our garage and, you know, we're so blessed that that's my life calling it seven days a week. So I never work, but 28,000 scholarships we've yeah. awarded to spouses and children. who have had somebody killed or disabled, but $130 million, um, out the door and the ability to work with the PGA of America and, you know, great companies like, um, Titleist or, Budweiser or Southwest Airlines, Coca-Cola. I mean, it's just incredible to see people come to this mission. And I said, it's a folds of honor. It's this beautiful irony that when you're reaching out to help someone, you're actually the one being helped. And, you know, one really, I think, relevant statistic is we've had this challenging year of 2020 with all this racial tension is that 41% of our recipients are minorities. And uh, humble opinion of one that, you know, education is the only lasting bridge to equality in this country. So it's, you know, personally, I think one more thing to, to love about Folds of Honor and the mission that uh, that we're on. Yeah, I want to go back to that quote you just said, because I, I wrote this down and I want you to explain it a little bit. You said it's an amazing irony that when you reach out to help someone in need, you are often the one being helped. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, and I, and I actually talk about it in the in the book. Um, I, I define it as service before self. And I think as the general rule, number one, the less you focus on yourself and your life, the happier you're going to be, the more fulfilled you're going to be. And that, you know, the path to fulfillment begins with, with helping other people. And if you're not dedicating a percentage of every day you wake up uh, by truly doing something for someone else, I, I don't think you're ever going to be fulfilled. And, you know, that's God's greatest blessing on me. I was not that guy. I was a plus personality fighter pilot, golf pro and a pretty average human being before I started this journey called Folds of Honor and still am. But I think I've evolved um, and that, you know, helping others, I think, is the way God designs us. Um, and that if your heart's not full and you feel like something's missing in your life, that that is the first place to look. Well, what you do, is, I mean, it's absolutely inc incredible and the success you've had providing the, you know, scholarships to families of fallen and disabled veterans. But do you ever get a chance to meet personally these families that you're helping out and actually like interact with them, shake their hands and see what kind of a difference you've made? Yeah, I, you know, I've met thousands of the families and uh, it goes back to that, you know, that quote we just talked about. Um, I've just 
it's like touching the light. And I think the purest form of good is doing something for someone and expecting nothing in return. And um, these families have gone through so much, their lives have been torn apart and to get to play a role in putting that back together is, uh, you know, it's the, it's the greatest blessing of, of my life. And, you know, but for all of us, I mean, it's just not the military. And, and again, going back kind of the book, the message of, of flying to the wind is that so often God takes things apart in order to put them back together. And that's a story that's written throughout the ages. I mean, look at, look at Tiger Woods this year, um, win of the masters. I mean, I don't, there's, there's no more powerful rise and fall that I've ever witnessed, uh, at least in a, you know, in a public viewing, but, um, that's what we get to do for these, these military families is bring this beautiful light, um, to inherently dark, dark places. Yeah. And Sleaze or Drew hasn't had the opportunity, but I've played in your Patriot cup several times. And I mean, one of the coolest events I've ever been a part of, there's no doubt, but if you go to that gala the night before, and you leave out of there with without a tear shed, you're not human. It is the most touching thing I've ever been a part of, and it's an honor to always be there for you. Yeah, we and we love having you, Colt, and uh, we always have enough cold Budweiser, which <laughs> as we know, is a hard thing to do when you're rolling into town, but true. we've never failed you, and so keep coming, and we'll take care of you. Well, I mean, you put us up at a casino, and then you have cold Budweiser and golf. I mean, I'm, I'm in heaven. I know that's my two of my favorite things on earth. And I get to uh, to use those to make a difference. I mean, it, it doesn't get any better than that. I, I love it so much. But we mentioned you got the book coming out, but there's also a TV series coming out on on Fox. It's going to be called. There is. So the let me. Uh, yeah. So let me unpack this for a second. And, you know, I'm, I'm very rarely serious. Um, I like to just kind of uh, laugh and smile my way through life. But this book um, comes from that whole principle of, hey, we have to take off into the wind because we need resistance to ascend. And, and I don't think our lives are, are any different. And I personally went through a bunch of, bunch of hard stuff, like over a 10 year period. And that's where I wrote this book. Um, and it was about the lessons that I learned and how my life changed. And I really felt, you know, called by God to, to share it. And, you know, we look at 10 years and the one thing I promise you is all three of us will wake up in 10 years from now and say like, where did that time go? Um, but this book is engineered in a way that you can answer that question. And it is, you know, it's, I guess it's fighter pilots, probably one of the things that we're really good at doing versus the regular population is taking in copious amounts of information and prioritizing that information. Um, and this book is hyper-focused on the things that we can control every day in our lives to make sure that we're evolving to, to our best selves. And it's, it's, I would say it's more of a journey than, than a read. It forces us to kind of slow down in order to speed up. Um, but it, it ties together this common denominator of human struggle and it's inevitable, right? You're, you will struggle. You're going to have times that you're winning. Um, but living by a code is, as I do every day, and I call it CABU, which is a, crazy acronym, but it stands for ceiling invisibility unlimited. It's a fighter pilot acronym. And I, I really believe that, you know, God creates every day with unlimited potential. Um, but it's up to us and the, you know, the choices that, that we make and, you know, in the, in the book and uh, specifically in the show, I integrate a bunch of the principles of this code of living that there are 12 lines of effort every day that I live by. So an LOE is a military term. And, when uh, my first episode is actually David Faraday um, on the uh, on the show, 
and I sit down and I talk to, you know, wildly successful people about their darkest places they've ever been to in their lives. And that fly into the wind moment where they didn't think they were going to make it to the next day. And I, I have been there and looked at that day. And more importantly, you know, what did they learn in that storm? How did their lives change? And what advice do they have for people that are struggling? And, you know, we got 20 veterans a day committing suicide right now, more than we've ever lost in the field of battle. Mental health is, you know, a ubiquitous struggle, especially when we look at, you know, years like 2020. And, you know, both the show and the book are built in a way to really help people, right? Um, look at where they are, where they want to go, and um, and have an, an intentional pathway um, to get there because, I mean, we're all bombarded, right? We're drinking through a fire hose, every one of us, every day, more to do, not enough time to get it done. And um, this is, uh, you know, it's, it's a beautiful code of living in the book and from the guests on the new show that they share um, how they've, you know, gotten through and evolved as, as better people as a result of the struggles in their life. That's, when that's when does that show come out and, and how can people watch it? So the show just dropped last week on Fox Nation. So you can go to Fox Nation. It's also coming out on iHeartRadio as a, um, as a podcast. Hmm. And uh, so they can go out there. And the cool thing is when uh, Fox Nation is a subscription based, uh, but when you subscribe, they kick back uh, funds to Folds of Honor for everybody that subscribes uh, to the channel. And it's First seasons, Faraday, um, Greg Norman, uh, Dara Torres, Herschel Walker, and Urban Meyer. And I will tell you this, that I learned in my first season that when you meet someone that has accomplished something great, I promise you they have a polarizing struggle in their life that is equally as, as challenging as, as the greatness as, as they've achieved in their life. You just finished, you know, you got your book coming out, Fly Into the Wind, where you kind of lay out the things to improve one's life and, and how to live the best life. And then you go and talk to these guys who have had incredible, you know, journeys as well. Did you learn anything new after talking with these guests that you've had who have accomplished a ton that you didn't maybe hadn't thought about leading up to writing the book? Yeah, I mean, I mean, absolutely. Um, you know, I loved every, at the end of every show, we, we end with like a final piece of advice. And I go back to the, you know, I was texting with Faraday last night and he watched the episode and was crying. And, um, you know, it's what he said at the end. I mean, he had so many great pieces of advice, but it was like, you know, just be where you are right here, right now. And I think for people that are struggling when we look at suicide and mental health that, um, tomorrow can be a daunting thing, right? When we look too far out in the lens of life and, you know, you're on Monday and you're looking at Friday's calendar thinking, how the hell am I going to make it through this week? Um, but it's the, you know, the one bite at a time that, uh, that we go through. Um, one of my favorite questions in the show, which is, which is the last LOE in the book, um, is go before you're ready. And so like the common thread of greatness, the DNA, defiant DNA that ties greatness together is these people have always had a moment that they went before they were ready to go. And they all share that moment, like this enormous leap of faith. Like, you know, Greg Norman was a 15 handicap when he decided to be a professional golfer. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, and it's like, you know, as a fighter pilot, we got, I got four rides with an instructor and an F-16. The fifth ride was by myself. And I went and flew a $45 million fighter that if it was up to me, I would have never gone to do. Um, but these moments change you forever. Um, and so many people in their lives wait 
until the perfect time to, you know, get a new job or to get in a different relationship or, you know, whatever it might be. And you got to get to that point where you have this reckless faith and you live, as I call between the realm of fear and faith um, in your life, if you, if you want to do great things. And everybody's answer to that has, has blown my mind. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I, I love that. Go before you're ready. And I was reading about when you when you said this and you said, basically, I'm going up solo. I didn't know what half the buttons did or half the levers and switches in the fighter jet did. But yet here you are and you're going to go up by yourself. I mean, were you were you scared to death when that thing took off? Oh, yeah. But it was, you know, I was either going to go or I was going to wash out of the program. So 4.8% of the people that start the fighter jet training, they spend about $8 million on you over two and a half years will make it through. And this was one of those moments that you go solo or you're out of the program. And uh, hell yeah, man, I was I was scared. Um, but what a gift. And that's I mean, it's like God's like divine currency is out there on the ragged edges of life. And he truly rewards those who just, you know, throw common sense, throw their own reservations to the wind and, and they just go. That's, that's I, incredible. I can't imagine getting one of those things and oh. just being like, here I go for the first time. But I would imagine for you, it's also the thing that makes you feel like maybe the most alive and gets your adrenaline going and just make, you have to be present up there. I know you said when we, when we first started the intro, you're still flying. How often are you able to get up in the air right now? Yeah, so we're we're up. I'm up about a week, um, a month. I'm an a, aggressor pilot, so it's kind of like Viper and Top Gun, and uh, fly out of Eglin Air Force Base. So it's a uh, it's a really cool um, job, and um, I, I love the proverbs of 27 that, that we kind of educate with. It's iron sharpens iron, is you know one man sharpens another, and we're making each other better um, all the time in the air and, and on the ground. And it's just a, you know, an awesome band of brothers that I get to uh, share that piece of my life with. Not, not unlike uh, my golf life. So two of the best people, <laughs> groups of people you'll ever meet. That is awesome. I cannot wait to read the book flying into the wind, but I want to talk a little bit about your golf courses. You have, you have the Patriot in Tulsa and then American dunes, which just, which just recently opened, right? Yeah, uh, but both um, in the book, huge fly into the wind moments in my life, um, moments that, you know, I faced bankruptcy, um, you know, just huge headwinds and uh, built it. Everybody jokes, if I'm going to build a golf course, get out of the stock market. Um, so if I ever do another <laughs> one, get out of the stock market. Uh, 2008, we built the Patriot. Um, here in Tulsa, I'm looking at my, my back window at it right now, man, it is, um, it's awesome. Obviously you've been here mm -hmm. cold and experienced, um, the Patreon at 1300 hours every day we play taps and the bell tolls 13 times sig signifying the 13 folds that bring the flag to its triangle shape. The whole club shuts down. Um, you know, Robert Trent Jones Jr. did the golf course. It's an amazing track, but, you know, it's God, country, and golf in that order here. We are not politically correct. Uh, if you don't like it, don't show up. We don't care. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're, we are reverent. And then, um, you know, a, a perfect example. And so Jack's in the book, um, my new book, Fly Into the Wind. And there are two stories uh, about Jack. Um, the one about American Dune. So it was my family's golf course. Folds of Honor started there with our first little golf tournament. So that was the significance. And uh, we were, again, you know, facing bankruptcy and maxed out the credit cards. 
And um, in this moment of despair, had it never happened, right? I'm never go make this meeting. I sit down with Jack Nicholas. I fly to the Bears Club, meet with them. And I'm like, hey, Jack, I have this idea. Um, it's called American Dunes. We could forever preserve the birthplace of Folds of Honor. Um, would, would you design it? And he was like, yeah, but my fee's three million bucks. How are we going to pay that? And uh, so obviously he smiled and winked at me. And he said, man, uh, Dan, I'd never charge you a penny. I'm in. Um, let's put together your friends and my friends. And so two and a half years later, flying into the wind, American Dunes will open May 2nd of 2021. And what makes this thing so unique is 100% of any profit that's made goes directly back to Benefit Folds of Honor. And uh, it is just, man, it's, it's reverent to all the things that the people that listen to your show and uh, high, high golf IQs. Mm -hmm. um, this place is just so experiential from the fighter squadron bar. We got a 16 person lodge, uh, but the golf is in sand dunes um, along Lake Michigan. It, it is, uh, it's going to take its place in a, in a really special um, genre and golf. I'm, I guarantee you that. That's so cool. How nervous were you when you showed up at Bears Club to have the meeting with Jack Nichols and ask him to design your golf course? Had you talked to him before? Or was that just like first time meeting? No, so I'd met him a couple times. I had it all rehearsed, right? <laughs> you know, I chair flown this thing, my brain exactly how I'm going to say it. And uh, I went, as I call it, there are level one, level two, level three relationships in life. You know, level three being like the deep, like bury your soul to the people in your inner circle. And I literally, I mean, I went in there and I just threw up all over him. I mean, just out the window. <laughs> oh my God, here's my life. This is what's going on. This is my dream. And he's just staring at me with my hero eyes, right? This guy's been my hero my whole life. These blue eyes just staring at me. I'm like, oh my God. And at the end of it, I mean, he's, I mean, he literally has become like a dad um, to me. That part of this journey has been incredible. And, you know, being in their home and Barbara's, you know, asking my daughters what, how, how they want their eggs cooked. And um, that piece of this living um, and getting to hang out with your boyhood hero on, on this journey has just been nuts. And it's all, I have to say, it's always dangerous to meet your hero too, because yeah. um, usually you built them up to something in your mind that is, uh, is untouchable. But I will tell you that Jack and Barbara both are 10 times um, my boyhood hero's imagination. And it is just such a blessing to be on this walk um, with, uh, with them. Yeah, that's, that's very well said. Um, it's crazy. But with your crazy schedule, how much golf do you get to play right now? And what's your game like? Don't sandbag us, Dude, by the COVID, way. Well, number one, us. who cares about my golf? No one <laughs> except me. That's like most golfers, unless you're playing for a living, nobody cares about your game except mm -hmm. you. Uh, but my game is good. I've been playing in some section events and it's definitely been COVID has been a rebirth for my game. Cause I haven't been traveling and got a great track out, um, out the, uh, the backyard here. And, uh, I'll, I'll leave you with this Cole, cause this is good. Um, as, as we're, as we're winding down, but one of the LOEs in, in the book, um, is called parasitic drag. And so on October 14th, 1947, um, Chuck Yeager broke the sound barrier. And in order to break through the sound barrier, they had to eliminate the parasitic drag on the leading edges of the wings of the Bell X1. And in life, we all have parasitic drag. And it's the stuff that prevents you from getting to where you want to get to. Um, and it can manifest itself. I mean, it can be relationships in your life. Um, it can be, you know, too much alcohol. It can be 
your weight. It can be your ego. Jack Nicholas actually shared an awesome story about his ego was his parasitic drag early on in his golf career because he was so good he stopped practicing. So it manifests itself in different ways. But in regards to my golf game, which nobody cares about, <laughs> I was uh, able to uh, eliminate some some parasitic drag during the COVID after I had drank and ate everything I could until like February. And I'm like, well, this is not sustainable and uh, got on a big rehab program to fix some stuff that was preventing me from really playing um, golf. And um, I've shed a bunch of a bunch of parasitic drag in the form of weight and uh, some core strength. And so it's been really fun to uh, to get back and compete in some section events and and do stuff like that. But uh, I got a couple of years until I make it to the Champions Tour. I love I'm kidding. it. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. But uh, no, man, it's um, that's good. Awesome. I don't know if there's a doctor or an exterminator, whoever handles that uh, on earth that can handle all of our parasitic drag no. that we got right here at this table right now. It's, drag no, is not the proper word for that, I think. That doesn't do it justice. It's good. It's an honest inventory is required. Is. Right? So Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney, we do this with every guest we have on subpar. It's called Emergency Nine. It's nine just fun questions to get to know you a little I, better. Maybe make fun I know. of some other I'm people. I'm an avid watcher. I love no, it. Perfect. Well, so you get the deal. Well, let's get right to it. There's a movie made about the life of Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney. You can pick any actor to play you. Who's it going to be? Dude, that is so hard. Um, Gary Sinise, the original Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Might have jumped the gun a little on one of mine I got coming up, but that's yeah. a good one. That's that is good. good. I had you pegged as Jim Carrey. We have to do something with the hair a little bit, but I think Hollywood could figure that out. Now, see, I had you as yeah. Bruce Willis. Because, you know, oh, yeah. Le- LeBron, my, my, and you're a badass. Bruce, oh, yeah, fighter like. pilot. I don't know if Jim Carrey's a big enough no. badass. He's, no, yeah, he's definitely he's not. a little no, softer than no, you. No, very different political views, too. Okay, perfect. We'll get into that a whole nother time. <laughs> All right, well, I got it. We didn't get to bring this up in the interview, but you are good friends with Gary Woodland. You were actually the officiant at his wedding. I want to ask you this. What's a more impressive accomplishment for Gary Woodland, winning the U.S. Open or being able to convince an actual woman to spend the rest of his life with him? Oh man, that shot he hit on 17 was pretty good. Um, but I would definitely say Gabby is his major championship, uh, in life. And that's the, that's our most divine moment when God puts you together with somebody you spend the rest of your life for. And, uh, so no doubt, but thankfully he gets to do both. Right. Yeah, he does. He actually told me He's a great, easy to hate, didn't he? Oh, he is. I love <laughs> hanging on him. We got, we got more to get to with him, by the way, too. We, get, we almost did nine questions <laughs> <But> he, about Gary. <laughs> he did tell me a great story how you, you said you wanted to come up and see the family and everything, and he flew up one day, and, he, and you landed, and you're like, oh, I can't wait to see Gabby and Jax. He's like, well, they're out of town. And you're like, well, I would have came another day. He goes, I thought you were here to see me. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> oh, I was Gary, there, and he didn't tell you the rest of the story. I hit him up to sponsor a hole at American Dunes. Uh, so he sponsored a hole at American Dunes. It's the 13th hole and it's 677 yards long, large, longest par five at altitude in the U S fittingly. Of course, so of course, yeah. that's what Gary Very would do. Yeah. Him. You should charge him by the yard for that hole, by the way. All right. I got this next one. Number three, if you could pick any PGA tour player to be a fighter pilot, who would it be? Who do you think could make it? Please don't say Gary. No, no, it's, not Gary. no. It's, not, it's definitely not Gary. <laughs> injured too frequently. He's got oh, too much man. ADD. Uh, Zach Johnson. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Great Patriot. Um, 
just because number one, he's the right size. Um, and number two, he is such a thinker, right. And so methodical and I love his grit. And that is one of the number one characteristics required to be a fighter pilot. Cause it's a hard business. The beatings will continue to morale improves. And if you don't have it right here, you're, you won't make it in that world. That's awesome. All right, Zach Johnson, you're next up. All right. Have you ever used your F-16 to buzz the tower at your home golf course, the Patriot Club there? Multiple times. <laughs> nice. Um, an awesome story. Um, and at the, when the PGA Championship was here, I took David Faraday for a backseat ride. And we actually buzzed Southern Hills and got a noise complaint uh we were so low we came over at maybe 300 feet about 450 knots on uh on wednesday and uh, we rattled a lot of windows at southern hills so that's uh that's pretty cool but you know the most fun is getting to do a, a flyby in your hometown and having your kids out in the front yard and uh piloting around the house and they're like yeah that's dad that is- how would fairy handle it any puke involved nope no pew. Wow. No Impressive. Pew. That's a longer story. One of the funniest stories of my life. I'll come back and tell you that in five minutes. But no, he did not throw up. That is hilarious. Good I, for him. I love it. Well, well, Lieutenant Colonel, I'm I'm fascinated with the fi- fighter pilot call signs. And I'm pretty sure I know where yours comes from, but I'd like to explain anyway. Yours is Noonan. Yeah. So um, who gave that to you and where'd it come from? So number one, you have no say in your call sign whatsoever. Um, It is a tradition. I mentioned before, the training is you you got a 95% chance you're going to fail in the training. Um, You run the gauntlet, you get through the training, you show up in your fighter squadron and you get your new name tag and guess what it has on it? FNG, which stands for something new guy. (laughs) And so you wear this name tag, amen, right? Uh So you know where you fit in the, in the, in the, in the pecking order, you wear this name tag for a year and a half, you go to combat, you prove yourself in combat. There's this super secret naming ceremony that you have nothing to do with other than you participate in some kind of crude ways. Uh, and then at the end of it, they give you your call sign. So my call sign is Noonan, uh, Danny Noonan from Caddyshack, golf pro fighter pilot. And people are always let down. We're like, Oh, your call signs Noonan. But and if you ever meet a fighter pilot or like my call sign is Iceman or Maverick, they're a complete tool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Dude, it's great. That's perfect. Yeah. That feels like the most appropriate name possible. All right. When yeah. you, you kind of touched on this earlier, but when you saw Forrest Gump for the first time, did you ever think to yourself, damn it, my friends are going to call me Lieutenant Dan for the rest of my life? So I went through four years as a second and first Lieutenant in the United States Air Force um, just after Forrest Gump had, had come out. And everywhere I went, it was Lieutenant Dan. It was hideous. <laughs> There's never been anybody in the history of the Air Force more happy to be promoted to captain um, in my life. Um, Gary Sinise is a dear friend. You talk about an awesome supporter of the troops. And our little banter every time we see each other is like, hey, bro, uh, I was the real Lieutenant Dan. You just played one in the movie. And he was like, that, yep. That is <laughs> awesome. I love that. Well, we got to go back to Gary Woodland for a second. Obviously, your, your, your book is coming out, Flying Into the Wind. Say there's some crazy chance that Gary Woodland actually ever writes a book. What would the title of Gary Woodland's autobiography be? And you could feel free to make fun of him because I have a title. Oh, man. I, I mean, it's it's something. I That's it's bad. I mean, it's like, I was like, <laughs> oh, long ball. Um, and... Uh, 
I don't know. I don't have anything good. I, I love him too much to totally crush on him. Uh, but he he is in the book. His story is oh, wow. is in flying to the wind and and the 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 unbelievable like synchronous. It's this chance with a purpose. So we have this clothing line we came out with. I'm wearing it right now. Volition America. Mm-hmm. And so I pitched this. I got no business. Pitch it to Puma, Bob Fillion. They were like, dude, we love that. We'll, we'll make that. And it goes back to benefit folds. Woodland gets dumped by Under Armour. They dump everybody but Jordan Spieth. And they're like, hey, we'll pay you for the next two years. Just don't wear the clothes. And so this perfect storm happens. He was like, Noonan, I'll wear Volition America. So he put it together with Steiny, Bob Fillion, and me. And he puts the stuff on. And it's like Superman overnight. And I watch, you know, one of my dearest brothers in Christ win the U.S. Open wearing this logo that I scratched out in a napkin in my home bar. And I mean, those are the moments that you just know that that's it. God's greatest rewards lie on these ragged edges of life. And you just listen to your heart, man, and just go forward with reckless faith. And so that story is uh, is in the book. That's Now we just got to teach him to read. Yep. I, yeah, I was I was texting with you earlier and you said you had a book coming for me and I said, well, hopefully you made an audio version for Gary. I did. And I, and I read it and I hope people uh, listen to the audio version because I think there's a whole nother layer of authenticity of, you know, brokenness, but hope and uh, and finding our best selves on this short, short journey of life. And I, I loved reading the book. That's awesome. All right. Next question. When was the last time you woke up and said, you know what? I'm just going to do nothing today. Never. <laughs> this is what it sounds <laughs> so. like. I was, I was hoping there was a maybe a one rare one off occasion. How many, but how many say, hours of sleep? It like you take too many days off. Yeah. How many hours no, of sleep? I don't know. Do you think when I was sick. I, mean, I remember when I was sick or something. I was like, dude, like when you hit the edge. Um, but I wake up. So you know what I do? I wake up every morning. So obviously I get up early, um, but my, my first prayer is to just ignore myself, right? And, and get up and be a vessel for God on that day, whatever it looks like. And at, you know, 47 years old, I think I've, you know, I've, I've gotten to the place in life where I, I know what I want to do on a day-to-day basis. And that has very little to do with, with me. It's about, you know, what little talent do you have in life and how do you deploy that to have a positive impact on that day? And, um, that's uh that's what i wake up that's my first prayer so i guess that's why i never you know get the answer to do nothing um but i love playing golf those are my favorite days flying and playing golf that's awesome those are my cheat days for sure (laughs) my cheat days are a little different i'll be honest (laughs) i love it all right last question top gun is my favorite movie of all time dead serious this isn't just are you serious a dead serious my favorite movie of all time okay you're a fighter pilot who's obviously lived out that movie. What is the most unrealistic thing that is that goes on in that movie? Um, so number one, full transparency, that movie inspired me to be a fighter pilot. I mean, I, mm. I watched it um, after I had met Steve Courtright, Reno, the fighter pilot I met when I was a kid. Then I watched Top Gun like the next summer and I'm like, dude, I'm all in. Um, it was unbelievable. Um, the most unrealistic part there's a lot of them that are unrealistic, um, but you cannot capture fighter jets on a camera, right? The new one coming out, Top Gun 2, next summer keeps getting moving. I'm with that. It's just killing me. Mm-hmm. I think they do a better job, but it's just so dynamic and it's so fast. So the flying, while it looks cool, um, is completely 
unrealistic um, in uh, as far as it goes in the movie. I will tell you, um, Phil Vassar and I uh, have made a living singing "You've Lost That Love and Feeling" in uh, <laughs> in bars when I'm in my flight suit. That is a that is a hundred percent. Uh, chicks love that one. And, um, but, uh, but in the, in the movie, I mean, the, in like fighter squadrons, we quote Top Gun all the time. I so, love it. uh, yeah, it's, that makes uh, me so happy. So you can get inverted and actually flip the bird to, uh, to an enemy in midair, huh? That foreign relations, keeping up foreign relations. Yes. Now, yes. Now we shoot them at 50 miles away or, you know, we turn bad guys on the ground into pink mist. Um, but, uh, we're not flipping people off. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney, this has been an absolute honor and a pleasure for us. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, it is a blessing to be with you guys. And uh, books on sale. Uh, you can get it anywhere they sell books, Sam's, Walmart, um, the audio versions out there. And, uh, you know, my, my prayer, one prayer for this book. It's the best books I've ever read in my life. You'll take one thing away from that changes you every day from that point forward. I think there are multiple places that that can happen for people and and fly into the wind and um i just pray that um it really helps people become the best version of themselves great stories in there and obviously awesome way to support folds um so go out get a copy of the book give it to your family and uh and friends and uh, thanks for having me on Oh, absolutely. absolutely thank you so honor. much for your time it was, it was an honor you guys are the best you are the top gun of golf <laughs> Uh, media period dot so you're living your dream colt yes exactly thank you so much i really appreciate that you're the best All right. thank you God thank bless. you so much appreciate See you please what an interview that was with lieutenant colonel dan rooney what a guy first off if you don't go out and buy his book after hearing what he, has, he had to say in that interview you're crazy you got to go see it fly gotta go get it fly into the wind um i have one at home right now i'm about to start reading it but that guy he's unbelievable He's a legit inspiration. How about all this stuff that he's got going on? It's like, oh, I just wrote a book that I've worked on for 10 years. Oh, also doing a little show on Fox where I got some of the biggest names in the world coming on. Oh, yeah, Folds of Honor. I happen to run all of that, too. Oh, and let me just throw in a little golf project yeah. up in, uh, designed by Jack Nicholas up in Michigan, too. Just throw that in the mix, which sleep? also benefits Folds of Honor. I mean, does he sleep? That's what I was, what I was trying to ask. Like, dude, do you ever just take a day off? Like, wow, I'm really tired, man. Maybe I just hang out on Netflix for about eight hours. I don't think that's in his I don't blood. Think my man, I don't think my man's on that routine. Man, I've, I've been fortunate enough to spend quite a bit of time around him, and he is just the greatest dude. Uh, so much fun to be around. He has so much energy. He can talk you. I feel like he can talk you into anything. He might be able to talk me into doing like a marathon someday. I wouldn't go that Ooh, far. If he could but do that. if anyone could do it, Lieutenant Colonel Dan Roney could do it. Sales might be in his future if he can get that done. But you've I, been up to his club in uh, Omaha, in correct? In, Tulsa. Excuse me, in Tulsa. Yeah, the Patriot Club. The Patriot talk Club. a little bit about that joint yeah. I've heard some cool things. I've played it three times. It's called the Patriot Cup. Unbelievable. Gets a bunch of PJ Tour players. Comes out, play with um, you play with a, a wounded warrior, you play with a, um, a a donator, someone that supports the Folds of Honor Foundation, and then another person, and it is unbelievable. First off, the gala the night before, I mean, if it doesn't bring you to tears, you're not human. Right. Um, they get someone up there that has lost someone in in battle, and they they speak, and it is just you get chills just thinking about it. But the golf course is awesome, so much fun to play, and then it, they always do a concert at the night. They get. I mean, Toby Keith, Dirks Bentley, Lee Bryce, they've had these ridiculous rascal flats, and I'm 
pretty sure they probably come and do it for free just because they're helping out such a great organization. That's the cool thing about what he does is like so many big name people, whether it's in golf or entertainment or whatever it is, are like volunteering their time and energy to go help him out because they're so in line with what he's doing, man. He's awesome. I also have a buddy who's a member out there at Patriot Club. And he tells me they're member guests too, right? They have a really cool thing that they do in the member guests. I don't know if they still do it, but they've done it once. The night after the event ends, they come in and they have amateur boxing that takes place in the, at the actual member guests. The dudes show up and just beat the hell out of each other, which sounds like a, an incredible feature for member guests that we might need to uh, slide that no, into that a few is more not, spots. That is that's not, a good idea, dude. That's not going to work that in Whisper. That is a very that's good idea. Safe. Awesome. But can't thank Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney enough for coming on. Go out, get his book. Fly into the wind. It's it's awesome. You, you got It's going to change your life. There's no doubt. But I tell you what, please. We got some big dogs coming up in the lineup. Ooh. We got Ricky Fowler, Justin Thomas, Matthew Wolf. You're not going to want to miss it. Stay tuned for next week's Golf Subpar. <laughs>